I'm Brad Musburger. This is your home for the Brian Hanks Show and the VSIN Sports Network. Bet on the Bull, WRNF's Kinston. Welcome back to the Brian Hanks Show. Today is uh, Monday, January the 29th, in the year of the Lord 2024. This is hour two of episode uh, 1011 of the Brian Hanks Show, presented by Lenore Community College. My co hosts, John Dawson and Jonathan Massey, they will be joining me here at the end of this second hour today here for the birthday game. You can get him set up there, Miss Executive Producer. <laughs> Man, if you missed our first hour today, you missed a fun hour. It took us more than 30 minutes to get you caught up on uh, Hometown Heroes, all the local sports, everything that happened uh, over the weekend, uh, Friday and over the weekend. We talked to Mark Panicelli. We got you caught up on the NFL playoffs. Uh, there's only, uh, man, I if I look a little bit sad this morning, Roger Dale, it's because there's only one game left in the I know, NFL the Super Bowl, season. man, Super Bowl. Golly, man! And I'm just hey, levels good. Yeah, I can't. Yeah. I can't. Really. Oh, I tell you, what, flip it. Yeah, flip that headphone over right there. <laughs> hey, don't feel bad. Uh, I had Reese Gardner in here one weekend or one day. You know, before the late great Reese Gardner. Oh yeah. He had both of them turned out. And he's like, uh, Brian, I can't hear you. <laughs> and then I looked over there, and I'm like, oh, my God, sir, you got both. Uh... <laughs> yeah, I was sitting there, I don't hear a thing. Like, oh, that don't even feel right. <laughs> How's your le- level's good? Good. Uh-huh. Very good, good, very good. Uh, but, uh, man, one game left in the NFL season. Yeah, you got um, – you're going to be – like really bad. You're going to have to concentrate on college basketball now. Well, you can look around all the basketball jerseys. I don't have a problem with that. I, 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 I see you do Nor baseball. Nor baseball. I love yeah. both of them. But there's just something special that just hits right about the uh, – Yeah, about- back back in the day uh, when the, Wayne Carlisle – Yeah. When they were on WRNS, I'd go there sometimes for interviews. And um, so one time – you know, he's a Yankees man. Well, lo and behold, he invited us to his house because his mate's wife, they're first cousins. Oh, I didn't know that. Yep. And uh, so we went to the house for Christmas, that Christmas party he had. And it's a true statement about he loved the Yankees because he had a whole room in his house dedicated to nothing but Yankee memorabilia. Wow. Only piece I, I got that Bobby Richardson uh, Yankees jersey right there on. Well, I see you got Atlanta. Yeah. Well, dude, yeah, Bobby Richardson, 1960 uh, World Series yeah, MVP. Right. Yeah. Got Hatcher. Oh, dude. You know what he says on that jersey? What? To my favorite media person. Ah. ah. That's, that's kind of, <laughs> yeah, I see. Obviously, you got Brandon and Jerry. And, yeah, and Reggie. and Reggie, uh, yeah. Quentin Coble's game used right there over your right shoulder. I see Quentin. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, we uh, – I, I like – did you see the uh, Terrence Comper jersey on your way in? I did not. I just it. I just got it uh, like Wednesday or Thursday of last week. His son plays basketball for Kenson. If you remember, Terrence Copper played for ECU. He did. He did. And then played for uh, the for the Ravens, for yep. the Chiefs, for mm-hmm. the Cowboys, and for the uh, somebody else. Golly, why can I not remember? And Saints his son played, played for, for Kenson. Yeah. yeah, let me tell you something, Roger. Tyreek Copper. Just put that name. <laughs> file that name in the back of your head. He's a sophomore, okay? Best player, really is the best basketball player on the team right now. He's the best football player. Dude, he's going to play. He's probably going to play ACC football. He's going to be one of those guys that can decide if he wants to play. Exactly. Well, you know, in this day and age, at the college level, they don't really encourage you to play two sports. But he's – I'm not joking, Roger. You throw the football – 
within three feet of him, you're going to be all, Brian, you're full of crap. What does he play? No, a I mean, receiver. What? Receiver. Oh, he's probably 6'2", 6'3", somewhere so in that guard, range. So a guard at Kempston. Mm-hmm. Kempston but- yeah, but he goes about that high over the rim Absolutely. in basketball. <laughs> he jumps about 13 feet in there. Okay, I'm exaggerating a little I bit know. about 13 <laughs> feet. But, but I'm not exaggerating when I say you and I, as old as we are, you can throw the football in his general direction. He will catch it every single time. That's He's kind that of guy, man. you want, then. Oh, That's he, the kind I'd want. <laughs> oh, absolutely. He's awesome. He's awesome. But uh, listen, uh, and I know you always uh, poo-poo when I say this, but uh, I, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and get all the love out of the way here first, okay? <laughs> no. Roger, you know, and I was even thinking about it with, uh, you know, I had some tough times in that 2015-2016 range. You know, mm-hmm. lo- you know, mm-hmm. Linda knows this. We've talked about, you know, I lost my wife and mm-hmm. – newspapers were going downhill and I had to make a really tough decision to get out of uh, newspapers. So I'm telling you, I was probably at one of the lowest points of my life, dude, in that 2015, 2016 window, I left the free press and, uh, <laughs> I was, uh, at a football game up at Virginia, the university <laughs> of Virginia had got away because, you know, uh, hurricane had come right. through and, right. And I, we knew the flooding was coming, so I was like, you know what? I, I didn't work for the newspaper anymore at that point. I was like, I'm getting the hell out of Lenore right. County. I'm going to go watch this football game. I'm going to the Redskins game on uh, Sunday. Sunday. My my family lives up in the mountains of North Carolina. Ain't no flooding coming to uh, <laughs> Mount Airy, North Carolina. And then this son of a bitch calls me <laughs> on the phone. <laughs> that bastard. <laughs> that bastard. Calls me on the phone, and I'm telling you, we're tailgating for the UVA game. Okay, and then I get a phone call, and it's Roger Dale. Man, when Roger Dale he even <laughs> said, didn't you have a company phone? Too? I think he said Roger Dale Personal, because I think uh, maybe you had two phones, or maybe you didn't. But anyway, it said, regardless, it said Roger Dale, and I'm like, man, I'd had a couple of adult right, beverages right, at that right. point. Roger Dale calls by God, you answer the phone, and you're like, do you remember what you said? You're like, Hanks, I need you, man. That's right. And I was like, what are you talking about? I, Listen. We got this flood coming in. Uh, it's going to be pretty bad. We need you down here. <sighs> okay, well, I'm going to a football. Brian, I need you tomorrow. <laughs> so, we, we, you let, hey, at least I went to the Virginia game. That's great. <laughs> but gave away my tickets to the Redskins game the next day, and we came back here, and best decision I ever made. Uh, worked for you for that event. For what The Hurricanes all run together for me. Was that Matthew? So, so in 16, it was Matthew. Matthew, that's what I thought. So, uh, again, Roger Dale got me back, and then you were like, I, I need to keep you. You were like, what do we need to do? I'd like to keep you on, you know, working right. for us. And, dude, here we are eight years later. You've been gone for a few years now. We've got a different sheriff. We've got a different uh, – now a second different emergency That's services right. director who, by the way, University of Charlotte guy, UNC Charlotte guy, good dude, man. Murray Stroud's a good dude. Oh, Murray's a good dude. Yeah, Murray's, Murray's great, awesome. man. I, he ain't no Roger Dale, but he would even he say he would even say he's no Roger uh, Dale. Well, though. I'm no Murray Stroud. So oh, whatever, but. man. But <laughs> I, he's doing a great job, but – uh, here I am, dude. Still now, can you believe it's seven and a half years later, still doing this, dude? Well, we were we were actually in a bind, and I remember I had a long discussion with Mike Jarman, who was the county manager, and it's like, Mike, we're going to have I'm, we're going to have to figure something out. And uh, we were talking about PI, you know, getting the right message. We knew what was coming. We knew what was in the store. And he said, "Well, who do you think?" I said, "Well, I said, you know, the first person that comes to mind is Brian Brian Hanks." And um, he said, do you know how to get up with him? I said, yeah. I said, I've got his number. Or if I don't, I can find it. I yeah. mean, I, and, um, well, cause you knew you'd be able to get it from Jennifer. If you, some, yeah. I get it from Jennifer yeah. or somebody. Yeah. 
and 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 so you were you really I don't think you realized the impact you had on on how we were able to I guess get positive messages out there if you would accurate information you know it, it, accurate sometimes you know information isn't always good yeah. but at least it's accurate and and that is one of the fallacies or one of the problems we run into was accurate information. Well, was in the age of Facebook and Twitter and, I, and, and all that. And Brian, yeah. I fought against Facebook. I'll be the first to admit I fought against it because when you came in, you said, "Well, we're going to do something called Facebook Live." I'm like, "What in the world is that?" <laughs> and 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 as a matter, that was the best decision we've ever made. Yeah. As far as getting information out, because we could get it in real time, people could. It was interaction. <laughs> And well, it was a learning process, too, for all of it us was, because it it, you're right. It was my idea. Hey, let's do Facebook mm-hmm. Live. We'll be able to go just straight mm-hmm. to the people, straight mm-hmm. to their phones, mm-hmm. straight to their computers and all that. But, man, we had some speed bumps along the way there, too, though, Roger. We did. Is, we did. We did have some speed bumps. Uh, with but, sign language, I mean, and, hey, you talk about someone that I don't know sign language. I never known that. And I didn't know. I'm, this is the thing that got me, Roger. I didn't know how many hearing impaired people that we had in the Lenore County area at that point. And you didn't either, I, or did no, you? No, no, no. I, I, and I'm hard of hearing, but yeah. I can hear. Okay, yeah. but... Yeah. but um, Do you sign at all, or...? No, oh, no, okay. no. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't share the sign he just shared with me there, but... Uh. <laughs> but, no, it's... I did not realize it, Brian. Yeah. I mean, I knew, I knew we had handicapped people, obviously, but I did not realize I should have. I should have to. I should have to. I mean, I that, that's on me. No, no, no. But, but, but anyway, it was a learning experience. We did have some bumps, but we were able to overcome those bumps. And, and you know, hey, that's what you do to get things better. You experience trials and tribulations throughout times, and you build on those, and that's what we did. Some of the – again, let me reiterate how I started this interview with Roger Dale, former Lenore County Emergency Services Director, sitting in here with us right now. I uh, – Again, at a very low point in my life, Roger. And I think maybe you even knew that from talking to Jennifer. I don't – or maybe you didn't know it. Maybe you didn't know it. But uh, you kind of – I've reflected on it a lot over the past few years, especially with my – wait a minute, I better put my ring back on. Uh, My my new wife, uh, Linda, out there. Congratulations, by the way, Brian. Thank you, man. Thank you. But uh, you kind of help you and uh, just all the folks over there at uh, emergency services. I mean, I'm going to leave somebody out, and then I'm going to be mad. But Samuel, you know, you and Samuel and and, uh, Ryan and Dustin and and just everybody, you guys kind of pulled me back from the abyss, and I appreciate that, and I've had a lot of fun through the years. Uh, You know, now I'm working for a completely different new crew over there, and they're they're good people. They are they're very good people. Good people. Yeah. You, you know, look, change is always inevitable. That's mm-hmm. going to happen, and and I think you try to leave it a little bit better than what you found it, so that when the next person comes in, they kind of take it and then put their thing on it, and and that's what you do. I mean, you know, the county, you know, county administration, you know, they they you know they went back to the Wayne Deal days. You know mm-hmm. that that was the first county manager that I remember. And and you build on a little bit at a time, you know. Go back to James Smith's days with me, you know. He left me a heck of a foundation where I could, where we could build on that. And we tried to do the same thing so that Jerry and Murray, you know, when they came in, they could just continue to build on that. So it's it's evolution, but change is always inev- inevitable. That that's going to happen. 
They got to put their own spin on it. They got to put their own stamp on it. And that's what's supposed to happen. How much have you talked to Michael James in your time? Um, I didn't know if you've actually had. Yeah, I've had conversations with Michael. One-on-one type mm-hmm, stuff? Mm-hmm. Good He's dude. A good dude, man. Who and nothing against Mr. Jarman. Mr. Jarman was a heck of a county manager. But there, Michael James, he has brought in to uh, to the county. I mean, you and I are old. We might as well go ahead and throw that out there. <laughs> old as sin. <laughs> old as sin. But here's this guy in his 30s who has a soul, though, of a Roger Dale and of, uh, you know, some of the old guys right. kind of stuff. Right. I mean, he really does. A uh, Jerry King, you know what I'm right, saying? I mean, right, right. he really does have that old soul, even though he's in his thirties and, and a good dude. And I got to tell you, man, and again, nothing against the previous administration, but Jackie Rogers is a heck of a dude, man. Have you been able, I know you probably knew him from his highway I, patrol days. I knew Jackie from his Kinston police department days. Wow. And, um, well, I knew Jackie actually before that, but especially from the Kinston police department days. So I've known Jackie a long time. And, um, look, you know, the Lenore County has been lucky. Oh yeah. In the fact of the, especially that arena of the sheriffs they had at those particular times. So like, you know, we had Billy Smith for years. Mm-hmm. Okay. One of the finest men I've ever met. He really, uh, he really was. Yeah, and and he did a lot for the sheriff's office in the county. Okay, for that time period. Mm-hmm. Then came um, Chris. Well, for, Chris, for a minute, Chris, yeah. Uh, yeah. Chris did what he what he needed to do again for that time period. Then obviously came Ronnie. Yeah, Ronnie during that time period did exactly what needed to be done. Now Jackie's Jackie's here. Yeah. So I think the county has been very fortunate. In that, for whatever reason, call it God, call it whatever you want to, these people have been in place at these particular part points in time that really have delivered and delivered in a big way for, for Lenore County and the citizens. We have been. Uh, I do need, like I said, uh, the big two to me right now, and I love Murray. I don't work that much with Murray, though. Believe it or not, he does a lot of his own media stuff, which is going to probably surprise you. But but when it's a big, big event and he needs me to come in, sure. he'll pull me in. But sure. Murray's pretty savvy. Murray's pretty uh, media savvy. He really Murray, is. Murray so. is. I mean, M- Murray is a very smart guy. Murray very is very smart. methodical about the way he thinks. Yeah. And, um, and Murray has a lot of great – and new ideas that he's trying to bring to the table. And I can tell you in today's world, some of the stuff he's facing, I didn't have to face, yeah. you know, like with shortages of personnel, those things, uh, you know, EMS shortages, communication shortages, personnel shortages. So you're having to think outside the box and, and, and Murray is trying to put things in place to, to correct that. You know, fortunately, unfortunately, on the EMS side, I read an article last night about EMS personnel-wise is really nationwide. It does a big shortage of of EMS people and communicators. But again, Murray, I mean, Murray is Murray is, and will continue to do good things. He really will. Where I was going with that, though, Murray, like I said, he does a lot of his own media stuff, but I really have helped out with the county and then with Jackie, man. I mean, mm-hmm. just. Jackie's cool. Uh, can I, you know who he reminds me of? Who? Me? <laughs> no, Jackie's a lot better let, than no, I am, let me tell you. Let me tell you why. <laughs> let me tell you why. One of the things I loved about working for you and anybody, and I tried to do it when I was a manager, when I was an editor of the Free mm-hmm. Press and all that, and I, I don't think I did it to the to the degree that you do and that, of course, that the sheriff does. Right. Is showing appreciation. And people just will never realize. If there's one thing I try to tell new leaders, 
you know, and whether it's students or if it's college students, whatever, people that are coming in leadership, if you appreciate somebody, doggone it, show them that you appreciate Absolutely. it. Tell them, show them, tell them. You were always that way. You made me want to work for you because you were appreciative of me. And, yes, I missed a, a NFL game for you, but you made it up to me and you bought me dinner and, you know, I mean, right. you were just – you were. You were so good to me, and you you would look me in the eye and say, and shake my hand and say, in, in your Roger Dale voice, oh, Brian, I really appreciate you, man. <laughs> and you knew it just by the – was right, that a good right, impression? Right. Well, Jackie Rogers the same way. I mean, he – it's almost overwhelming sometimes when, you know, he – and he doesn't just do it with me. I've seen him do it with other people too. Right. He truly appreciates the people that he worked – I was about to say that worked for him, but he would say, like what you used to say, mm-hmm. I work with these people. They don't work for me. No, we I, work together. That's what Jackie Rogers says too, and there's something to be said about that. Well, you, you know – any anybody that has been in leadership or management, whichever way, yeah, you're only as good as the people that that do the work. Mm-hmm. And like I always said, you know, I might be the spokesperson, I might be the face, just because of these types of events. You know, like being on radio or TV. I mean, that's just how that that goes. But at the end of the day, the people that are standing behind me right here, they're the ones that are doing it all day, every day, and. You know, there's something to be said for that, and I, hey, you know that just that, that is what it is, and well, you're like only I said, Jackie Rogers has a lot of Roger Dale in him, okay? Well, and there's some, no, and I mean <laughs> Jackie, probably the Jackie might call in and say, Brian, <laughs> no, 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 he he would no, I don't think no, you realize Jack, just how beloved you are, sir. I mean, Jack, it, Jackie, Jackie, and see, Jackie's put a good team together too because yes, he's he got Deal Day. Well, he's about to lose Deal Day, though. You know I, that, right? I heard he's retiring. Yeah, yeah. and I mean, it's like I'm going to try to get Deal Day here. Tim Deal Day, former uh, Kansas mm-hmm. Police Department, now the Chief Deputy uh-huh. with the Lenore County Sheriff's Office. Bye, baby. I uh, I I was saying that to Linda, not to you. Okay, Roger. thank you very yeah, much. <laughs> you're welcome. I, you're welcome. Bye, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. But. Uh, but he's about to lose Major Dill Day uh, to retirement. I mean, he, he's retired. Dude, we're good for he's him. earned it. He's he has earned, it. earned every every day of it. Well, we're going to circle back to you here in a minute because I got we got to get caught up on what you're up to, what you're doing. Mm-hmm. I talked to you or messaged with you on Friday, and you're up in Waynesville, Hayward County. Hayward County. Hayward I County. mean, yep, goodness yep, yep, yep. gracious. Well, before we do that, though, I, I got to pay a bill real, real quick. Okay, Go right ahead. Hey, listen. Thank you to UNC Lenore Healthcare. They are the exclusive sponsor of the big interview. Right here on the Brian Hanks Show every day, uh, nestled in the heart of Lenore County right here in Kinston, UNC Lenore Healthcare's mission is to ensure exceptional health care for the people it serves. With a medical staff of more than 100 physicians, UNC Lenore Healthcare offers a range of specialty services and technology you would only expect to find in hospitals in larger cities. Visit UNC Lenore Healthcare at 100 Airport Road right here in Kinston for all your healthcare needs or call them at 252-522-7000. You can also email them at info at Lenore.org or visit their comprehensive website at unclenore.org. And again, thank you so much to Beverly Jenkins, all the folks over at UNC Lenore Healthcare for being the exclusive sponsor of the big interview. And let's jump right back into our big interview. We are so honored to have, uh, again, just accept it and just be quiet. One of my heroes, uh, Roger Dale, uh, uh, on the show with us this morning. Uh, very rarely, I mean, you know, we throw around the term hero a lot in our world, Roger, but man, 21 years ago today, there were a lot of heroes here in Lenore County when, uh, when the West explosion happened and, and I appreciate you coming on with me. It's one of those things. I hope we do it every year. As long as both of us are alive and I have a radio show, please go ahead and book 
go ahead and I had you muted because you took a sip there. But uh, I hope we're able to do this every a year. Sip to... of sun drop, not anything. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's a well, it's in a sun drop bottle. Okay, yeah. uh, we could say diet that. Diet sun drop, very <laughs> diet sun drop. But uh, I hope this is something we do every year again. And I talked about it a little bit in the first hour. I just it was a a terrible day. Oh, it was absolutely horrible. It was a horrible day. It was a good day in some ways, though. The way the community came to, together to help our people over at West Pharmaceuticals. This is what I want to do every year with you, and we did it last year. We did it the year before that. Just uh, when you, and here we are, another year passed, there are kids that are old, getting ready to graduate college now who weren't even born when this happened, right. which blows my mind, Roger. Right. But 21 years ago today, January 29th, uh, 2003, your memories from that day. Mm-hmm. It- <laughs> Obviously, there's there's a lot of memories from that day, good and bad. Yeah. You know, but I'm kind of the type of person who wants to focus on the good. Um, it was tragic, and that lives were lost, people were hurt. That that was very tragic. Um, but but the way the community came together was really very special to see. Um, you know, it was groups coming out feeding consoling um it, it was just um you, you know it's, it's when I, I remember i got home probably about 12 31 o'clock that night and i was give out but it but it wasn't from like fighting fire there were firefighters that were doing that all day and god bless them how hard they went mine was just the range of emotions you know from over here to over here i mean you know that's kind of tiresome after a while and it, it was just it was a day that you don't ever forget. I mean, you never forget it. You go back in your mind and try to figure out what would you do differently, you know, how, how could you do things better, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, we were dealt a hand and we were behind the eight ball from the get-go. I mean, the responders going to that thing, the people who were dead, who died, were already dead. There was, yeah, yeah. There was no coming back from that. You know, obviously, we wish, you know, the kid got some quicker than we did, but got to him as soon as we could. Yeah. Um, so, I, I don't know, Brian. It's, you know, whenever, like, in Haywood County, you know, somebody found out where I was from and knew what I did for, you know, retired from, they would ask me about the West Company. And, uh, you know, again, it's it's a whole wide range of emotions from a personal standpoint. Very sad but very proud of the way everybody did at the same time. I mean, it was, and, and then, you know, then there was a lot of coordination had to be done because of all the different entities that rolled in, not just from first responders, but from the investigative side, mm-hmm. you know, so it was, um, it was, a quite an, it, it was, um, something that I wish nobody has to go through ever again. Mm-hmm. I, I know what happened, but. Hey Amen. I just, as I told people, I had been here only three months, and we get I get the call from my boss. You remember Lee Rayner mm-hmm. uh, at the Free Press? Well. Yeah, and uh, she gives me the call and says, "Get!" I, I hadn't even I was in sports, so I mean I wasn't even at work yet. And she's like, "Get over to the GTP," and man, I just I'll never forget just the the big plume of smoke. I mean, I guess it's and it was just. I'd never seen anything. What people need to remember too, we were just coming out of nine eleven. Well, not just, but. Yeah, well, where they had just put in that code, the the 
the codes for the different threat levels for the United mm-hmm. States. I think President Bush had done that. And and the threat level had just gone up to something yellow. I can't remember. But but anyway, so when the explosion happened, Washington, D.C., all they knew was a pharmaceutical company. They didn't know what it made. They just pharmaceutical. So the first thing that goes to their mind is, okay, could this be a terrorist attack on a pharmaceutical from a biological standpoint, obviously. And so that's why we wound up having um, some of the federal people down that day, as a matter of fact. Um, well, I've told people this, and I said it last year when you came on the show, and I've told – I had my Jeep, and mm-hmm. uh, I kind of four-wheeled to get to, you know, get in there. and uh, But then it was like National Guard troops with M16s mm-hmm. that stopped me and mm-hmm. said uh, – and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm media. Mm-hmm. I don't give a crap who you are. Right. You go back that way and get right. out of here, you know. And uh, that that's what I remember. And then I remember just initially, remember the first thing everybody thought, a plane had crashed into the, they thought that, and of course it proved out that it didn't happen, right. but there was a good couple of hours period there where we thought a plane had crashed into it. Well, it didn't. So when, so, so there, there were a few 911 calls that came from the plant into the center, but. But the, there was one guy got on the radio. There was a county fireman that worked there, and he was able to get his county radio. He caught it on the radio, county fire, as we call it. You know, and, and he's like, you know, plane crash into the building, you know, seeing help, blah, blah, blah. Well, really and truly, once you got on scene, once everybody was on scene, it didn't take but about 10 or 15 minutes to realize we didn't see a plane. So we knew there was no plane. Now, we still didn't know what had happened, but we knew there was no plane involved. And it probably, you know, Brian, probably about an hour, maybe two hours later. I, I can't, you know, t- you know how time is. At yes. that, uh, but I remember I looked up and saw one of our ATF agents that we dealt with on a regular basis here. I saw one, and we usually there's a pair of them and another one I knew. And I asked that agent, I said, where's, where's Jeff at? And he said, well, he's in the helicopter. And he, he was with the highway patrol taking aerial pictures already. And it wasn't long for somebody came and tapped me in the back, and it was one of the ATF agents. And um, I said, have you got any idea? Any. And he said, no, not right this second. So so that day, so then the next day, I mean, we had people clamoring, wanting to get into the scene. And, and they were all investigative people, and I get it. But – couple of things there number one we had we didn't know what had happened and the way the general statutes read the fire chief of that fire district i mean it's their job to determine point cause and origin of the fire so Dale rainer chief rainer chief of north north is his responsibility now he has all these resources so the next morning we we told me we told everybody that had anything to do with the west Coast and meet us at the gtp educational center out there on 58 and they were there and me fire chief SBI agent, the sheriff, ATF, FBI, I think was in there. God. So we were in a side room, and we all decided right then that we were going to declare that a crime scene. And the only reason we did that is, number one, to kind of keep people out so they were not getting there and get hurt till we could figure out how stable the building was. And then number two, so we could figure out what happened. And and with and I was reading an article last night, ATF, when they, when they came in, I'm assuming it's the same way, I don't know that, but at that time, the Chemical Safety Board, CSB, you probably heard that name, they come in with ATF. So when ATF got activated, that's when Chemical Safety Board, and they're like the NTSB 
NTSB of, of passenger mm-hmm. accidents, rail, plane, National Transportation Safety, safety board. board, yeah, CSB's Chemical Safety Board. Okay, and their responsibility is to determine um, things that happen inside of a plant industrial accident, and then make recommendations, just like NTSB makes recommendations. And so that's what brought CSB in. Wow. But when we carried the crime scene, we kind of locked everybody out. That was the best idea, though. Whose idea was that? Do you remember? Or was it just one of those things y'all I think came it was to just a, one of these things that. A consensus kind a of thing? A consensus type yeah. thing. I mean, I, it wasn't anything that, you know, somebody said, hey, let's do this. I yeah, think yeah, it was yeah. just a consensus type deal. If I had, and again, that voice you're listening to, you know, it's Roger Dale, uh, former uh, Lenore County Emergency Services Director. We're talking about uh, January 29th, 2003, here on the show today. Uh, if I had told you. In the aftermath, and maybe not immediate aftermath, but especially when you realize, okay, it wasn't a plane, what was it? We have no idea. If I'd have told you the conclusion that was come to that, and it turns out, I mean, that's what it was, that there was dust in the I, You know, I, I'm not even going to describe it right. Roger, tell people what it was that it ended up being that caused that explosion that shook homes 30 miles away. So it was labeled as a dust explosion, and that's what happened. The... um. But we we had to remember, so dust accumulated. And, again, I'm not assigning blame. I mean, it could yeah, yeah. be here and yeah. anywhere. could be in um, my house. That's yeah, right. Yeah. So you had dust accumulate above a ceiling, a uh, hanging ceiling. And we I don't think we ever really determined where that initial spark came from. We don't really don't know. Wow. Um, but, anyway, there was some little spark that set off a little – Micro explosion, if you would. Now, understand what I'm saying is happening in milliseconds. Okay, so you had that one little one. Then, when that happened, it put more dust in the atmosphere. Then you had another one. Then another one. Then another one. Until finally, you had a big one. So all this is happening, boom, 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 just that quick. And that's what it was determined to be was a dust explosion. And they they could locate when I say they the investigators because whenever um. Because I'll be honest with you, I mean, I was an arson investigator, but mm-hmm. that was out of my league. I mean, you know, so, you know, but you know who you need to call in to do things. And when and ATF as well as the SBI came in and in and, and concert with Chemical Safety Board, you know, they came up with, um, with this, this is where we think it happened at. And, and, and that's how we went. Now, consequently... So what, so what happened after that? So once they, once the chemicals, ATF came up with the ruling in the SBI and, and local officials, then, um, and we labeled it was an accident. So no, no criminal, anything from a, a criminal standpoint, mm-hmm. you know, then CSB starts doing their thing and, and, you know, some good things came out of it. There were changes made to the building code, um, you know, for, um, I guess, better dust collection systems, if you would. Um, raising awareness to just how flammable or combustible dust can be, you know. Particularly pay close attention to your uh, MSDS sheets, material safety data sheets that everybody should have, you know, especially in industry. So there were several some recommendations made that were adopted by the state of North Carolina. Wow. Uh, and again... If I had told you that on the morning of January 30th, I mean, the day after when you're getting back up and going in and have, you, you'd have 
had me drug tested probably, wouldn't you? I mean, or, or maybe you wouldn't. I mean, what would you have thought if I'd have told you, hey, this was because of dust that this, I mean, because you think dust, dust. Uh, how is dust going to cause that big of an explosion, Roger? So, so early, late, late that day of the fire, late that day of the explosion. Again, when when the when the, the investigators all kind of got a minute where they could kind of huddle up together and not and out of everybody's earshot because yeah. you're talking about things that the media does not not, need not to only know. media but yeah. even average people don't need to hear because again you're just trying to come up with and and so you know it was about halfway determined that yeah there was an explosion mm-hmm. obviously but from what we don't know and so what happened the next day atf brought in their response team which put like 30 or 40 agents atf agents from across the country on the ground to help do interviews investigation samples pictures the whole nine yards so probably within about 48 hours you know, we were starting, you know, again, starting to pick up on, okay, yeah, we poss- possibility. And then, and you know, because when they first came to me about a dust explosion, I'm like, I exactly can't, I can't tell you what I said, but <laughs> like a dust explosion. Yeah. yeah. But then we pulled the material safety data sheet and could look at all that. Then it started to make better sense. So. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, just in, in saying there, I hate to do this. We're right up against it here, sure. uh, Roger. uh but I, I can't let you go without – we've got to honor the memory of those that passed. We've got Absolutely. to honor those that uh, – the heroes that were out there that risked their lives to say – I mean, there could it could have been a lot worse if not for those heroes from North and North Volunteer Fire Department, if not for the heroes that rushed in there and pulled people out, even the people inside the West Pharmaceuticals who pulled people out. Take a couple minutes and just honor the honor their memory. So, so you had to remember on you know that particular response. It, yeah, it was in North North Fire District. They fire chief at that time, Chief Darrell Rayner, who now works with Office of State Fire Marshal, believe it or not. Um, Good dude. Who Darrell? Yeah. Oh, he's a wonderful Great guy, dude. man. Yeah. I mean, I talked to him not long ago. Yeah. Um, so he he's like the. Danny Smith, who was the assistant chief, was the incident commander until Daryl got on the scene just because he was the assistant chief, and that's the way it works in the fire service. But the response was countywide. So we had the city fire department out there. We had the rest of the county fire departments out there. We had Kenston Police Department out there. We had the North County Sheriff's Office out there. That time, there was a private ambulance company called Convalescent. And, and they were there. They had ambulances there. Um not counting other counties that came. Um, so it was a countywide response. Um, there, there, you know, and I won't go into a lot of detail, but, but I saw firemen do things that really put themselves in jeopardy trying to get two people, um, or trying to ensure that that building was clear of people. I mean, either way, but, and there's a picture and I, I've not only seen Woody, um, Spencer, you remember Woody? I'm oh, sure. God, I love Woody. Yeah. So Woody, Woody's cool. I, 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 dear, if Woody called me right now, I'd stop what I was doing and go help him. Now that's how much I think of Woody. But Woody took a picture of, of a fireman, and I, it, it's probably the most poignant picture I've ever seen. The background and the fireman's face is all smudged up with his gear on, and he has this look on his face like, "Oh man!" I mean, it, it's just I'm. I won't even say who the fireman was. I see him all the time. But 
that that picture that picture Woody captured that particular point in time sums up the West Company to me. Wow. And I think about that every day. I think about that picture a lot. I tell you what, uh, Roger, I love you, buddy. I love you, man. I mean, I, it's always you wonderful seeing in. you. It is. We, we, maybe we need to do one in the summer when we're not just talking about, you know, this because I want to get caught up with <laughs> you and everything. wants to hear from me, Brian. <laughs> yes, I'm has-been, man. Whatever, <laughs> man. Roger, thank you so much for coming in this thank morning. Thank you for okay? having me, dude. It's wonderful seeing you. It and is. congratulations on getting married again. Can you believe it? You got a wedding band and all on. I yeah. mean, what can you say, dude? She went, I didn't let her go to the eye doctor until last week, though, and she came back from the eye doctor and went, oh, my God, what have I done? <laughs> Roger, thank you so much. Okay? Thank you, brother. Let's get John and Jonathan in here. Let's play the birthday game. We'll wrap up this Monday, January 29th edition of the Brian Hanks Show right after that. It's Monday, January the 29th in the year of the Lord 2024. It's time to play the birthday game. It's that game we play every day here on the uh, Brian Hanks Show. You heard us talking about it a little bit earlier today, too. Well, first, uh, I've got my partners in crime over here. And actually, first, my life partner, John Dawson. Hello, John. What? <laughs> and then uh, John and mine's... <laughs> <laughs> That's just a perfect response. What? <laughs> and then our son over here, uh, Jonathan Massey. Still haven't gotten that allowance. <laughs> oh, we, we'll take care of that. We'll take care of that. But uh, but we, we talked earlier on today's show uh, about what today is, the anniversary. It's 20, you know, 2024. It's 21-year anniversary of uh, the West Explosion. Mm-hmm. You know, that happened. And uh, what well, we've not been able to talk about it the last couple of years because of, uh, you know, January 29th falling on Saturday and on Sunday. So we've really, the three of us haven't talked about it. I guess we did probably three years ago or so. But I think it just bears repeating uh, one of the, one of the, golly, man, if you talked about one of the 10 most historic moments in Kenston and Lenore County history, it would have to be uh, the West Explosion on January 29th, 2003. So like I said, again, 21 years ago. I just want to know where you guys were. Uh, John Dawson, where were you January 29th, 2003? I mean, social media and the Internet was a thing, but that was the time when you would word of mouth was still faster than the Internet. I mean, yeah. it's not that way now, but I, just, I overheard someone talking about it, and it went from there. So you were in LaGrange probably. What, what about you over there? I uh, just looked it up. It was a Wednesday, so I would have had to have been in school. Okay. Wow, I just thought it might. I just I could tell you where I was because I was working for the Free Press. I'd only been here at that point, like uh, not well, just barely three months, and uh, lived in my old apartment. You guys remember my old apartment mm-hmm. and uh, Caligula's Retreat. <laughs> there you go. Uh, and as a crow flies, really only about a, a mile, mile and a half from uh, maybe two miles from uh, from my old apartment, and I just remember uh, feeling something that felt like an earthquake. I was like, wow, that was really weird. And uh, then uh, Lee Rayner, you never worked for Lee, did you? I had one encounter with her at the uh, sheriff's office once over some records. How was that? Back to you, Brian. <laughs> there you go. Well, she's passed away now, so, you know, she uh, died probably 10 years ago, 12 years ago. You remember Lee Rayner, though, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I got to tell a Lee Rayner story real quick here. I just remember first working there, and you weren't supposed to smoke in the building, and she'd close her office, which eventually ended up being my office. Mm-hmm. And she would smoke so much that smoke would be pouring out from underneath the door. I'm not exaggerating. It'd be mm-hmm. 7, 30, 8 o'clock at night. And if I was on the desk at night and I you know, didn't cover a game, and literally just smoke pouring out from under her door. I just always thought that was funny and disgusting at the same time. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> Like uh, I just remember uh, that happening and all my windows shaking and glasses shaking and everything. And I was like, man, we're wow, we're having an earthquake. And then literally like 
a minute later, her calling me and saying that, uh, hurry up and get over to the GTP. I don't care how you get there. Get over to the GTP. We've had a plane crash into now, a, how else uh, would you get there other than drive? When you say, I don't care how you, did she think you were going to get on a dolphin? (laughs) What does that mean? I mean, really? (laughs) Well, she knew he was from Western North Carolina, so he probably could have done a little. Oh. And got a a white tail up there and rode it over there. (laughs) Man. Anyway, so you go over there. So I go over there and. uh, Dog sled with possums. I just tell you what, the thing. The thing I remember the most about was just the heroes, man. I mean, and there were a ton of heroes. I mean, I'm talking about from Craig Hill at Kinston High School to June Cummings uh, with uh, the United Way and uh, Roger Dale with Emergency Services and just everybody that were just great, great heroes. North North Volunteer Fire Department, who was like the point agency on that and really did a lot of good. And it was just awesome. It was just, I mean, not that it happened, but just the way people responded to it. It was just awesome. Yeah. So that's what I remember. That's the most. not the kind of thing you really. I know you train for it, but you can't really train for something like that. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Okay, uh, friend, a guy I grew up with was working out there when it happened, and they he got relocated. They sent him to another, I want to say another state to work for a few months, so they were, were still employed somewhere. And, and they took care of him too. I remember we did stories on that with the Free Press. They actually so, did. Yeah, they sent him to different states. They paid for their lodging, mm-hmm. you know, wherever it was. They paid him a per diem since they weren't at home. Mm-hmm. I mean, like a daily per diem. I mean, these are people making, and I'm not denigrating anybody, but West Pharmaceuticals is a pretty doggone good place to work. Mm-hmm. But I'm talking about back in 2003, I remember them saying that, you know, they had people who were making $14, $15 an hour. And uh, they sent them, I don't remember, Kentucky, why is Kentucky jumping my mind? I think Kentucky. It may be. Well, it's, you, you, uh, on the optimistic side, they were trying to take care of their people. On the pessimistic side, they were trying not to get sued. So who yeah, knows? It was just awesome uh, the way uh, West took care of them. And uh, we just, when we had our very first United Way Day of Basketball, which you ended up playing in uh, eventually, John Dawson. And just, uh, man, is one of the things, I'd only been here three months. I, at that point, had had. I guess four jobs in a five-year period. I had just bounced around from paper to paper, from Lincoln to Shelby, or Lincoln to Gastonia to Shelby to here Silver in Kinston. Bullet. This segment is sponsored by uh, GoEco Technology, Technology Service, Service Provider. Who won yesterday? You uh, did. Well, it was Friday. And, I'm uh, going to smack you right in the head. <laughs> it Who was won you, the last game? You won on Friday, John, 3-2. Uh, to two. You now lead eight days to six. In fact, there's only three days left. Your magic number is one. We've got a game today, a game tomorrow, and a game on Wednesday. If you win just one of them, that's right, you're showing me that. That's right, just one. Well, no, 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 you're showing me two now. Just one, you will clinch the month of January. You will clinch it tight in your tight in your beautiful arms. Shot Pass Leg runs Goeco Technology Service Providers. And uh, if you need some uh, some help getting your business off the ground, you can go see Jacques. If you're already way up there, if you're, say, on the Forbes Top 500, you're already at number three, you know, Jacques could get you up to number one. Uh, he knows what he's doing. He's a man of grace, dignity, and he had the foresight to sponsor the number one radio show in Lenore County. Yep. Back to you, Ryan. I love it, man. I, that may have been your best. Uh, your best. It's not a read because you're not reading it. That may have been your best. Well, there's yet. a there's a show policy against preparing, so I'm just following the. <laughs> He's not wrong, folks. Uh, Jonathan Massey, if we want to call Jacques Passeleg, uh, what is that number that we should call? It's uh, 252-252-286-286-53-53-54. 
Or you can visit his websites at GoEcoNC.com. What is GoEco.com or Bucklesberry.com? Back to you, Brian. You can read about Paulette Burroughs auctioning off 3,000 Chick-fil-A sandwiches. (laughs) That's genius, though. On a Sunday. Yeah. Well, not just on a Sunday. You know, we're without Chick-fil-A here in Kinston. Well, not really. Paulette's got them. Oh, I can't wait to read about it. Where do I go to read about it? Bucklesberry.com. I love it. Bucklesberry.com. Okay. uh, This uh, was just uh, the best song in the world for a few weeks in 1979. There you go. Baby. That's the same horn line from... Well, the song is, you want me to tell you? Or do you? Isn't this a cover? It may be. What is it? Knock on Wood. Yeah, this is an old Eddie Floyd song from the 60s. Oh, okay. But, uh, or Wilson Amy Pickett. Stewart. Today is Amy Stewart's birthday, but I want you to look at this picture. Yeah, I can see why that was popular. Yeah, that's a song from the 60s. I did not know that. There yeah. you go. Well, yeah, I like this right here. Here we go, chorus. This is a really inferior version, Brian. Is it? Massively. What was number one in uh, in the uh, in these United States of America for a, for a hot minute? Yeah, well, people yeah. used to buy disco records. There you go. Well, this was at the end of, uh, of uh, disco because this came out in 1979. Amy Stewart, and I will right now, hold on, I want to break it out of my pocket here. I will give you a If you fresh haven't used it since eighth grade, you might as well throw it out. <laughs> <laughs> see this one dollar bill it can be yours john dawson do you see it witness over there this one dollar if you can spell amy the way she spells her name a-i-m-e-e how i'll give you an opportunity if you can spell amy the way she spells amy no idea at least try don't you want another dollar <clears throat> i mean that is half my annual salary <laughs> um, if you get it yeah uh, A E M. Nah, forget it. It's A M I I. Oh, sorry. It's A M I I. I've never seems- heard of her or this version ever. Dude, this was the number one song in the in America for I've a few never- weeks. I remember being a 10-year-old young man in Wilkes County, North Carolina, and I knew this song, okay? This is a horrible version. <laughs> okay. God, rest in peace, Eddie Floyd. Amy Stewart over there, John Dawson. How old was, is she today? <laughs> I feel proud of this one, too. I really did. 70. You say 70. What do you say, Jonathan Massey? 71. Nope. If you went the other way, you'd have been great. She was born January 29th. Uh, 1956, so she is 68 years old today, uh, John Dawson and Jonathan Massey. Who was closer? I was. Okay, so uh, you lead one to nothing, I believe. That is her, that is her only musical hint of the day. Oh, sweet potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> I love all your little things that you do there, man. Okay, uh, uh, we're all three big Scrubs fans. Yep. Did you ever see Boogie Nights? Yeah, yep. I took nine showers after I saw it. Yeah, I saw it. <laughs> I'm going to say Heather Graham. <laughs> Roller you Girl. You get Roller Girl, man. She oh. was in Twin Peaks. They, they said that. I didn't realize. I have it on here. I didn't realize. Who did she play in Twin Peaks? She Roller played, Girl. She played <laughs> Annie Blackburn. Okay. Well. She was in The Hangover. Hey, let me tell. <laughs> yes, she was. Yes, she was. Man. 
I'm a Heather Graham fan. I'm just going to go ahead and throw it out there, okay? Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of her. Okay. He's head of well, her. I am, He's head of the North Wilkesboro Heather Graham fan club, the Heather Graham Crackers. You get <laughs> oh, that button. God. That was well put together in not much time. And her arc on Scrubs was hilarious. Mm. I mean, what was it? At least three or four episodes, right, Jonathan? At least, maybe I, even more. I think she can, and she came back for a second run with the yep. same character. So yeah, dude, she just. Austin Powers. Yeah. Oh, oh that, that's right. The spy who shagged me. Yeah. yeah. Twin Peaks. I mean, very talented. I don't think I've seen her in anything relatively recently. Have y'all? I don't know. I don't know either. But Man, I saw Alicia Silverstone in a movie the other night that she looks completely different. Well, she plays she like the, the guy's girl. She's like looks like a soccer mom, sort of. Yep. God, what was that movie we just saw? It was on Netflix. Uh, it was set in the South. Yeah. I saw it. Prozac showed it to me. It was it was actually good. Oh, it was good. It was very, It was uh, Benicio Del That's Toro. That's it. That's the one. Yeah. That, I liked her in that. I mean, I thought she looked real world hot. She looked real world hot. It's a good yeah. way to put it. And you, But you talk about it. I've got to watch it again. Uh, because I was watching it, Jonathan, another night when we were uh, drafting. So I had my oh, mind. Oh, that's the problem. And, yeah. So I had my mind about 75%. And that's not the kind of movie you can't take your attention away from because you miss one little thing. And I had to pause it and ask Linda. And she really loved when I did that. You know, what just happened? You know, she wasn't a big fan of that. But I was like, Why I would you try to watch a movie while you're drafting? because well, I was trying to multitask. I that was trying doesn't to make work, Brian. my son Jonathan happy, and I was trying to make you my do, wife happy. You do one, then do the other. You, multitasking is a myth. It doesn't exist. I do it on a daily basis. You know, that just means you're doing two things kind of okay yeah, instead of one thing great. Right. right. tell you one thing I'd like to do with 100% of my soul, and that's my error. So uh, how old is she today over there, uh, Jonathan Massey? I'm talking about watching her movies, okay? Enjoy dropping the kids off. <laughs> uh, hey, we're number one. <laughs> 50, 50. Yeah, I don't know which way to go here. Quit being a woman. 55. You say 55. What do you say, John Dawson? 54. <laughs> oh, my God. He did not do that on purpose. You can tell by his face. It, sorry. He did not do that on purpose. That's okay. on me. You opened the gate with your potty mouth. <laughs> I did. I'm sorry. That's on me. You all right over there? I, you know I was going to say it. Yeah, because you went, you actually had it out of your mouth. You said 54. Uh, no, nah, no, nah, it wasn't that far. Okay. You said 54. All right, move it along. Okay, we do need to move it along. Uh, so who got knock on wood? Well, I'm going to buy you a pencil. He did. I swear. Well, you lead two to nothing here, Let's John Let's just call Dawson. it. You are just about ready to clinch. Dude, there's no way. Tell him, Jonathan. There is no way. At least a 75% you chance you're going to win. birthday away from getting from winning the month of January. Wasting valuable airtime trying to jinx me. Let's see if it's this right here. She is, uh, I don't even know how to describe her. I'm just going to Oprah Winfrey. Oprah Winfrey. I mean, she is a billionaire. She's a queen of all media. I don't know if you're a fan or not, but I did see the uh, Chappelle show thing when uh, <laughs> he when he uh, up we're moving her. on up. <laughs> yeah, that That's was one of the funniest sketches of all time. And it's awesome because he's laying on his stomach, getting a massage on a pile of money on like on. <laughs> <laughs> and Oprah just doesn't say anything. She just you know. Okay, Dave. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna need an airplane ticket, babe. Okay, okay Dave. 
it was awesome man oprah winfrey over there john dawson how old is she today fan not a fan neutral i'm neutral i don't i i don't like her i don't dislike her i I, I, I'm, I don't. I don't have. I don't know. I don't have anything to base an opinion on. She's. I'm glad she's successful. Good for her. You know. Um, What's the guy that she's been with forever? <laughs> Stedman. Stedman. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know why I asked that, but it just. Sixty nine. Seventy. You got him back on one there. Okay, she was born. January 29th, 1954. So she is indeed 70 years old today. Man, this next, this actor, man, he was in Magnum P.I. He's in Tom Blue Malik. Bloods. I, he is a man's man. He has a manly mustache. It is? Tom Selleck. Tom Selleck. Uh, that, is he not? He just personifies cool. Does he not? What's cool is about 10 years ago, he was on Conan O'Brien and TV Guide ran a survey said if they do a reboot uh, or if they do a magnum movie who would you want to play magnum and brad pitt was number two tom Selleck was number one i love it he should he should do it now he should do it now he could pull it off i mean he is magnum pi man those little short shorts i mean they were that's cool a bit much. you know that's a bit much a bit much jonathan your opinion but john hillerman was a big part of it was a hysterical part of that show yes, too. he was he's dead now oh my god <laughs> you know i'd love to hear that every week was it ta was it ta who was it, the guy who flew the helicopter tc flew the helicopter and, and rick and rick, look at you in your magnum pi knowledge i had the little key car you put the key in it and squeeze it and it shoots down the hall i was a magnum kid that is awesome what about you over there jonathan massey you remember magnum pi right <coughs> not really i just remember the uh, hawaiian shirt and the detroit tigers hat yeah there you go and the short shorts don't forget the short shorts brian get off the shorts <laughs> okay as, as a man who is firmly on the heterosexual side of the <laughs> scale i can say i never noticed them <laughs> oh come on now those firm buttocks, come on. Magnum P.I., Tom Selleck. Kind of making my point for me. <laughs> there you go. Okay, uh, Jonathan Massey, how old today is Tom Selleck? Uh, 79. Did you know that? No. What were you going to say, John Dawson? I was going to say... Nothing, because he didn't get a guess. Ha-ha! <laughs> I was going to say 76. Okay, well, dude, 79. Hey, you've tied it up. You were down two to nothing. You were on the verge of being eliminated. But guess what? There's still one more. It's a dead person. He's the 25th president of these United States of America. He served from 1897 until his assassination in 1901. He was immediately... Uh, uh, what do you say? Not preceded. Uh, succeeded. Succeeded. Thank you. By Teddy Roosevelt. It's he was the last president that was assassinated before Kennedy. Yeah. Super underwhelming cat. But dude, I, I got to admit, I did a little bit of a deep dive on him, Jonathan. And he was a very popular president who uh, really the country was coming out of reconstruction and all that. He uh, did all this stuff on tariffs. You would know more than I would. You're a big history guy. But dude was a, I was like a super uh, popular president. And in fact, it was a, except for Teddy Roosevelt, who came in, you know, like a bull in a uh, china, china shop. shop. Uh, he would have probably be remembered even better for all the stuff that he did. It's. That's not Calvin Coolidge. No, that's much later. Or a couple presidents later. William. 
McKinley. William McKinley, indeed. Uh, he, Once again, super underwhelming cat. Yep, he really was. Uh, died at the age of 50. Shoot, am I giving it away? I can't tell you now the year that he died. Uh, <laughs> okay, uh, over there, uh, John Dawson, you get to go first. Should I get another birthday? Did I just give it away? Well, we'll see if John gets it, and then I'll tell you. <laughs> How old would William McKinley be if he were still alive today, John Dawson? Hold on just a second. Could be wrong here, but. 178. You say 178. Jonathan Massey, you say 179. 179. He was born January the 29th in the year of our Lord, 1843. He would be 180 today. So congratulations, Jonathan Massey. You were on the you were on the verge of losing. You're down two to nothing. And, uh, and then you somebody told you what age he was. Well, did I didn't, did I? You said he was 50-something. Yeah, well, that could have been a whole decade there. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Congratulations, Jonathan Massey. You are still alive. It's now eight days to seven. Uh, listen, local, semi-local bird. Well, hey, Graham Spear was a guest on this show last week as he was telling us about the new Biscuitville is coming to town. We've got to talk about that. We'll talk about that on tomorrow's birthday game. But uh, the new Biscuitville is coming to town. Hey, happy birthday to Clay Howard, legend down in the South North area. Uh, happy birthday to Mike Thompson, one of the best running backs, one of the best point guards in uh in high school history and also happy birthday to Kimbo Brown former uh, uh, North Lenore football coach he's now at North Carolina Westland some great great birthdays there today so if your birthday is today like Mike Thompson Clay Howard Graham Spear Kimbo Brown uh, William McKinley Bang. <laughs> there you go. Then have a great birthday. We'll see you tomorrow on the birthday game presented by GoEco, technology service provider. Hey, uh, thanks again, Mark Panicelli, Roger Dale. Tomorrow, a great show for you, Virginia Edmondson, Richard Clark on the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College.